All right, hey John, welcome. Uh, I'm going to talk about talk about Christians today, so hopefully you will call in. <laughs> right now, I'm at uh, by the beach. I think it's 77 degrees, sunshine, if it holds, and a very nice uh, environment. On the beach, taking a walk on the sand, barefooted, and uh, I waited this Christmas, even though I'm not Christian. Uh, but I used to, uh, I attended the Villanova University, uh, St. Augustine, uh, St. Augustinian Catholic Church, I think. So I know a little bit about Christians teaching. Now this is way back. This is back in the mid nineties. And, uh, of course with everything going on these days, uh, you can imagine that I'm probably no longer uh, buying into those uh, Christian teaching anymore. Actually, that's been long gone, probably over 10 years ago. But another atheist, because I think atheist probably is a little bit too harsh on those uh, true believers. Of course, uh, between atheists and the true believers, there's a lot of uh, pretenders, as far as I'm concerned. So, long story short, I want to do a room because today I'm going to do another room this evening. Uh, it's actually about the Chairman Mao because today is his uh, 130th birthday. Believe it or not, his birthday is right after Jesus Christ. You can say Jesus Christ just because of Mao was born the day after the birth of Jesus Christ. It's pretty hilarious. But anyway, so... Uh, so I've been, you know, I've been let know of those moving Christian stories. And one of them is about Christmas giving. Uh, Christmas giving is superly important, right, to the Western world. And, uh, and uh, for this year, I've been patiently waiting for an ethno-political gift that can be seen for this Christmas, can be given to be this Christmas. But it did not happen. It did happen once upon a time, uh, over a hundred years ago. A real Christmas gift. A gift that we all can use today. Oh, there's a bigger coconut. Wash it ashore. Boy, it's a real one. It's quite heavy. Damn it. I'm wondering whether I should carry this back to my truck. I carry a laptop with me just in case something happened with my work. But uh, damn, this coconut is pretty heavy. It's a full coconut. Oh boy. Damn. All right. Anyway, <laughs> well, welcome, Zach. Uh, feel free to call in, okay? So, uh, so I want to talk about this Christmas gift that actually was given. In, 24, uh, in 1914. And I, I was told about this story. It's a very moving story. And uh, what is it called? Guys, want to take a guess? This Christmas gift? Let me see who has the answer. It's a real Christmas gift that happened in 1914. And, uh, and anyone? 
That gift has a name for it. It has two words. One of the words is Christmas. It happened in 1914. Anyone, guys? None of you are Christians? None of you are not familiar with uh, these uh, feel good, actually feel great Christmas stories? All right, I'm willing to wait. <laughs> I'm willing to wait, guys. So uh, the, uh, the reason I can wait is this. I... Uh, uh, oh, by the way, I'm not going to get involved with a uh, lot of uh, Christians' argument, like Vlad uh, or John usually engaged in. Christian is this, Christian is that. I, I can care less. I'll tell you this. Because, in fact, uh, Al Jazeera, uh, by the way, John, I think uh, I offered a debate and you agreed to uh, 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 on the topic of uh, the Christians' role in the Israel-Hamas war. And... Uh, I actually, today I saw, I think it's yesterday or today, I saw a clip in Al Jazeera. Uh, they did an episode on why the evangelical Christians in America is so for the Israeli government. Now, I actually think the host of that show is an Anglo-Saxon white male. Nothing wrong with it, but uh, I want to tell you, you know, He's, uh, he's, of course, his background has nothing, is not what I care about. It's the content that I care about. He actually sidetracked the essence of the topic. <laughs> he sidetracked. He's, did he do it deliberately? I usually so, he say yes, because uh, I have always said, uh, based on my experience in America, I would say the white Christians is the cunningest people, smart, cleverest people, to come up with these uh, narratives, okay? So, so, but that it's Al Jazeera. At least he talk about it. He asked this question: Why the Christian evangelicals are so hell bent for the Israeli government? Now, this is why. This is one of the top, uh, one of the areas, John. I wish you and I could have covered. I have said the Israel-Hamas war put every expose everyone's soul. They put everyone's human conscience in open examination. Okay? Whether you're Christian or not. The symbol is that. So 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 that's one thing I can talk about before you guys are even willing to venture. What is the Christmas gift or present that are real? And it happened in 1914. And apparently it never happened again. And that present has has a name for it. And in, there's two words. The first word is Christmas. So, so, so that's that. So there's another thing I can talk about while you guys are trying. I'm pretty sure you guys are trying. Just Google it. You'll probably find the answer. You know, I will not call you a cheater, okay? Trust me. We are all learning this shit. The, uh, the second thing I found out to be hilarious is this. <laughs> I remember last Christmas I did a room. I could be wrong, but I did a room. It's about the, uh, I think it's a white year Christmas, you know, the, the word white Christmas. You know, as I, I forgot, the, uh, I forgot uh, basically what I was. 
talking about is this uh, the, the the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, I made a comparison is that hey Heidi here here you you are a smart cookie so I'm going to test you. Uh, name a Christmas present a gift that uh, happened in 1914. And the name of that present has the two words to describe it. The first word is Christmas. And that's the uh, Christmas present can make everybody feel great. But it never happened again after 1914's Christmas. Uh, I have asked Amanda, Zach, and John. They have not been able to come up with the answer. So I will leave it to you. So back to my last Christmas, last Christmas, 2022, I did a episode on, I think something like a whiter, the whitest Christmas. Basically, I'm making a, 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 a sarcastic comparison is that the European nations, the European nations, the NATO nations, the EU nations, they do not consider Russia a white nation. They do not consider Russians white. But they, uh, they do not consider Russians uh, Europeans. While Russians, a great majority of them, consider them Europeans. So the fact that the EU and NATO rejected uh, Putin's application or desire to be part of the uh, EU and the NATO, it just shows that the Russians are not white enough. And Me, I w- Misha, Misha told me that uh, Russians are like black people. They're unpredictable and unreliable. Yeah, exactly. yes. unreliable yes. And by the way, I looked it up. It's Christmas truce. Excellent. I cheated, though. I looked no, it up. You, no, I have said uh, to the <laughs> other three fellows here that I will not accuse anyone of cheating. I, I encourage you to Google it. Okay. It's called the Christmas truth. It's Christmas truth. Okay. And I'm going to get to that point. And uh, because uh, I was like, I cannot believe this is not happening. Oh, this is happening. So, uh, so I mean, I'll take your call as soon as I finish this thought. Okay. So uh, last Christmas, I've said, you know, I think it's, I call it a whiter or whitest Christmas. Basically, Russians and the Ukrainians back then, at least last year, their Christmas is not on December the 25th. Their Christmas is in January, I think 7th of January, for some reason. Okay, I do not know what reason. Again, I'm an agnostic person. That, that, you know, I know that disappoints a lot of people. I do not know why, but I do know so I was like, by rejecting Russians to be the white Christian nation and accepting Ukraine as the white Christian nation, I was like, uh, something's going to happen because I know Orthodox Christians, they celebrate Christmas on the, in January, not in December. Well, guess what? Yesterday, December the 25th, 2023, Ukraine for the first for the first time officially celebrate Christmas on December the twenty fifth. 
I wasn't like, okay, that's the proof that I have said. <laughs> the wish, the Christmas must be white. <laughs> we cannot mix the Russians with this Christmas shit. <laughs> so that's actually the, in the news that the Ukrainians, for the first time, I think including the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, for the first time, celebrate Christmas on the uh, on the 25th. Oh, by the way, that reminds me of something else. Uh, I think I said uh, when I was in Charleston, I did not know. Charleston is called the Holy City of the United States. Okay, it's true. There's so many churches. Now, I have a I spend like four hours on a bike on a nice day just riding in that Charleston and uh, visit each church and take a picture of them and find out what's you know what's your name you know just you know based on my limited knowledge figure out you know exactly what I guess it's for the denomination they belongs to there's a two churches type of churches I have not found out that they have a church there, that they have a physical structure. I could be wrong. If I Google now, I might be able to find it. When is the Orthodox? It, when is this a Greek slash Ukrainian slash Russian Orthodox church? I do not see a actual physical building for that. And another church is the uh, is Jenny Hatch's church. I think it's called the Mormon. Mormon church. I did not see a Mormon church there either. So, you know, apparently, you know, I have always said, long time ago, long, long, 30 years ago, when I was attending Villanova University, I have classmates, very well intended. They were asking me, hey, say, Peter, you know, you have a great name, like St. Peter. You know, you've been in at Villanova, Villanova University for almost three years. Why don't you consider, you know, become a member you know, of the Catholic Church. You know, back then I told them, I said, I'm not convinced yet because I felt that all the Christians are reading the same book, but they're so divided. They're so divided. And uh, yes, they are. They were very divided then. They are remain to be extremely divided today. So, I mean, uh, it's too bad Vlad is not here. Every time Vlad talks about shit about Roman Catholic. By the way, I'm not against Roman Catholic whatsoever. Okay, uh, Catholicism. I'm not against them because I don't know enough to be for or against them. But uh, if like is here, I will ask him this. I said, wait, I think a Roman Catholic probably is what? Over 50% of the whole Christian populations. And if you are so against them, I mean, is that bad for you? Is that bad for all Christians? Because after all, comparing to Muslim, uh, sorry, uh, com comparing to Islam, I think the believers, people uh, announce their faith in Islam, the population on the entire earth today is more than Christians. I was like, are you Christians supposed to be more united than divided? After all, it is one book. It's one book, right? So, so I will ask for like that. You know, like I said, I have heard Christian, non-Catholic Christians speak very, very 
derogatory things about Roman Catholic. I do not know why. And uh, so I know Brady has a lot to say, say about Yahweh and all that. No, no problem with that. Uh, Brady, I'll just make you a speaker. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about before I jump into this uh, uh, thing called the Christmas truth. That is a real Christmas gift. And uh, and so let me invite Amanda up because she tried to call in. Oh, by the way, John, I have Belag agreed to have a debate with me. Also, but he backed out twice. <laughs> so at least you are you are better than Belag because uh, Belag at least twice he he's a no show. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that is that. Hey Brady, you want to say something? Okay, I really can't hear you. Oh, by the way, just let me repeat. Today, January, sorry, today, December the 26th, is also the birthday of a Chairman Mao. So I'm going to do a room uh, tonight about the Chairman Mao. Oh, Amanda <laughs> ran away. My goodness, what happened? Is that, is that because of Brady? Okay, Brady, you are, you are, you are, you are a party pooper now, huh? So, uh, so uh, where am I? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. So, 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 so I hope uh, Velad will be on next next time when we debate some of his uh, Christian values and all that. And so that is uh, what I cover, just like side note stuff. Uh, so tonight I want to do a chairman now because of this. Among those uh, so-called uh, American, quote, revolutionaries, end quote, on calling, and probably anywhere else, they're all pretenders as far as I'm concerned. So I find out there is a good need to read the Chairman Mao's little red book to these so-called American revolutionaries. I'll tell you, when I grew up in China, we are forced to read that boring Chairman Mao's little red book. Okay? I'll just tell you that. Because as far as I'm concerned, the fucking revolution is over. We drive all the foreign colonizers out. We help the Vietnamese beat the Americans and drive them out. Enough is enough about the revolution. Let's just calm down and figure out how we build the livelihood of everyone. And Mao is crazy. Like I said, Mao, in his, since the late 1950s, he went politic, uh, completely berserk, okay? I mean, same thing can be said about the... Uh, I heard about Einstein. Because Einstein, in his later years, he he was obsessed with one of his theories. Of course, Einstein, he's a scientist. He, he made whatever mistake he makes is not going to cause any uh, uh, human uh, losses, basically, right? So, so you know, I want to say things. I'm just saying Einstein being smart, being very, you know, intelligent and all that. You know, he, he can also make mistakes. Same with Mao. You know, so, but, however, 
The other day, I downloaded the PDF of a Chairman Mao's Red Book. Pretty well translated by the West by Westerners. I do not know who. I was like, I just need to read some of his uh, passages. Okay, this this thing called the uh, Chairman Mao's Little Red Book. It's intentionally made to be small, portable, that everyone can carry in their pocket, so they can pull it out and read a few. And know that I find out there's a lot of revolutionary wisdoms in that. It's actually good for America today. If you are really sick and tired of the U.S. government, I have always said, you know, all of us not only has a right, but you, we also have a duty to alter or abolish this government. So maybe you know I should read Chairman Mao's passages. It may be helpful. At least I can compare what Mao is saying to those so-called American quote revolutionaries and quote. That's that's talking about we're talking about comparing a giant, a revolutionary giant, to little midget. So so that's what I think I'm going to do you know tonight as an experiment. So now Heidi has said. It is a Christmas truth. And uh, I I know about this story a long time ago. That's a very inspiring inspirational story, I'll tell you that. You know, heavily armed men dug deep in their trenches, somehow come to senses to have a brief pause on Christmas. Isn't that something? And remember, this is the First World War. The war is supposed to end the old wars. Not only the First World War never end any world wars. Afterwards, it actually eradicate this thing. This is a Christmas giving. This is a Christmas spirit called the Christmas truce. Okay. Like I said uh, to John earlier, is that uh, Al Jazeera actually had a twenty-minute interview with a Palestinian Christian about why evangelical Christians in America is so hell bent in helping Israelis. I I was just uh, doing something else while listening to it. Not the content is not that impressive, but at least. This white Anglo-Saxon host brought up this topic. Back to the Christmas truce. So, what happened this past Christmas? You can use one word to describe three uh, this ethno-political. Violence, the level of ethno ethno political violence happening over the Christmas. So first thing is that Ukraine claimed they shot down five Russian fighter jets. <laughs> Good for them. And Russia, in response, said they have shot down multiple Ukrainian fighter jets. Uh, everybody probably know the F sixteens. 
are starting to arriving in Ukraine from Christian nations. Maybe as a Christmas present. I don't know. So that's escalation. That's escalation. Because violence is violence is pure and simple. For one round of violence inflicted by one party against the other, there will be a round of violence by the recipient against the perpetrator. That's what happened. Over Christmas, and I said earlier, I said earlier, for the Ukrainian Orthodox Church to officially celebrate Christmas on December the twenty-fifth, that is,、uh, it just tells you the seed of hatred is buried, which rich soil. Watered by the blood of both Slavic ethnic groups, you know you have to think about it because this is Christmas. This is Christmas. The second piece of the news on Christmas. It's very similar. The、uh, the U.S. government have launched. The,、uh, I think it's the Israeli government. My bad, but I'm pretty sure we can safely equate the U.S. government to Israeli government, right? We all know the Congress is already hijacked by the Zionist lobbyists, right? Oh, by the way. Danny the other day played a podcast, and I learned the two words from that podcast, and which is very meaningful to me. I forgot one of them, but I, vi- I remember the other because I have just did a room about the diasporas in America. I asked the question: Are the diaspora groups hijacking America? Remember, I did that room. The title is called "Are、uh, the Diaspora Groups." We're talking about the the Eastern Europeans, the Zionists, the China lobby. Now, likely the Indians also, Vivek Swami and、uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and、uh, Nikki Haley type. They might be high. Oh, the Ukrainians are also mentioned. People like、uh, Alexander Vindman. Are they hijacking these diasporas? Are they hijacking America? Well, apparently this podcaster had a, a term called the he called it diaspora nationalist. I love that term. He called these people Alessandro,、uh, you know, you know, you know you Anthony, Anthony Blinken, Blinken, a Lithuanian Jew. Is he a diaspora nationalist? Meaning that he operates for the best interest 
Oh, well, he's Do original. You know who got assassinated? Yeah, I know someone was assassinated, and Israel is asking the media not to reveal the name. So I'd love to know what Netanyahu has to say about it. I'd love oh, to really? know what Okay. All right. So, 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 going back the second event over the Christmas is the uh, the U the Israeli government. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure with the U.S. government's approval, uh, send a few missiles and to Syria and killed a high-ranking uh, Iranian government official. Now, once again, why we talk about Christmas truth? Christmas truth is for people to calm down, to think about humanity. If you're Christians, you will calm down. After you write so many checks, flip so many $100 bills to fund the war, you will calm down and say, hey, uh, are we really supposed to do this? Should we take a pause on that? We can call it a Christmas pause? No. <laughs> we urge the Israelis to go, to go on. The problem I have with uh, this bombing is that we all fear the, this uh, conflict between Israel and Hamas become a regional war. But I think what Israel is doing is exactly what they want to do. I was that's rich. <laughs> they must have given they, the you the Joe Biden must have given the uh, the, the 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 Benjamin and Yahoo some secret Santa a gift <laughs> by saying, "Yeah, go ahead." If you upset Iran and if they get involved, we'll back you up. We'll send the U.S. troops in. This happened over the Christmas, people. This also happened to the over the Christmas. And the third thing I want to talk about is also happened over the Christmas. Or probably I should say nothing happened about Christmas. With everyone screaming about the atrocity happening in Gaza, in those hospitals, especially, especially involving children, babies. And you know, we're not like a cat in the dark. They're on the they're in the on all kinds of media constantly. Had anyone talk about a Christmas pulse of the Israeli bombings? Because uh, while we, our children, is celebrating being uh, nice boys and the girls and the opening up the Christmas presents, 
the children over there, oh, by the way, is not that far from the so-called the Holy Land. By the way, someone said there's nothing holy in the Holy Land. Once again, that, that, that's another swipe by someone else about the hypocrisy of organized religion. The fact of this is that you literally have children being bombed and killed during Christmas. And you look at any Americans' face, their facial expression, do they really get concerned? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I said, humans are worse than wild animals. And uh, and uh, and uh, by the way, I'm not trying to beat up Christians on this. I'm, you know, I'm equally, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity critic. I criticize anyone, you know. I have a now. He's getting. A little bit. I will not say. I will not say a lot. I will say a little bit. Sick and tired of this famous guy. I did not listen to him because I know his narrative. I heard it once. Good enough. I'm getting a little bit sick and tired of this guy, Norman Frankenstein, I think. And I'll tell you why. I mean, at least Norman Finkelstein is way better than these uh, evangelical Christians. I think the last probably belongs to those uh, one of those evangelical Christians. But I'm going to ask him next time. I will ask him the same question. Why evangelical Christians in America is so hell-bent? And I know the last actually against Israeli government's actions in Gaza. So, going back to the Norman Finkelstein, I mean, we have heard a lot about uh, uh, this a uh, lot of uh, Jewish folks have come out against the Israeli government. That's of course good. It's excellent. But uh, what I'm thinking is this: at certain point of time, to stop this kind of a nonsense, which again, this is a extremely anti-humanity. Because I want to use a. a Instead of jumping ahead, I'm just going to use the example of how the U.S. and the slavery. Well, you know, as I have traveled to like Charleston, to North Carolina, these uh, southern states, you know, I have seen you know, those exhibits, how the slaves are tra uh, treated, how they are traded, yada, 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 right? So you can imagine this, this is that before the Civil War, there got to be a lot of uh, 
moral debate, legal debate, political debate about the need to end slavery. You know, many of Christ, many Christians at that time just think this is a very anti. Anti-Christian's uh, teaching. There's a tons of discussions. There's a lot of uh, abolitionists, famous ones. One of them I admire the most, uh, Henry David Thoreau. But uh, I remember Henry David Thoreau in one of his writings. He mentioned this. He is a serial critic. He basically. Uh, he criticized the Northerners, including the abolitionists. Basically, he said, we have made enough discussion about slavery. It's not going to end because of all of you who live in the North, even though you're against slavery, but your daily lives are entirely relied on the, slave, the slavery in the South. So he's saying, you know, at a certain point, words is not enough. You have to take action. You have to take action. So, of course, some of those people did take action. I think uh, there is a famous case about, uh, uh, I think uh, in the U.S. Supreme Court, it's called uh, Booth versus uh, Abel. Uh, this is about some Wisconsin guy who, who is an agitator. Uh, by the way, he turns out to be a pedophile too, because uh, he is very much against the slavery. He helped the fugitive slaves and all that, and he was a teacher. But later on, you know, after this famous case is over, he ended up sleeping with a 14-year-old girl. Uh, but he's a famous abolitionist who actually took actions and will be jailed. Another famous guy, of course, is John Brown, right? John Brown, you know, I know he has his flaws. He has serious financial issues in his personal life. But he is one of those say, well, talk is cheap. <laughs> it's time to take actions. Now, he literally took on the federal government, the big, bad federal government. What I'm trying to say is that we actually is in a, I will not say an exact situation, but a very similar situation. To me, we are seeing pretty sh shitty stuff that ha is happening. Right, if, if it's not right in front of our eyes physically, at least we know this is happening real in real time. You know, despite the fact that I adore all the Jewish people who had a voice that they are strongest opposition, I want to ask that question is that words probably are still cheap. And when you're about to take actions, because uh, slavery did not end because uh, some colonists 
some printers of news publish some horrific stories about slavery. So, you know, to me, in my opinion, especially Norman Finkelstein, I had enough of him. He has been sucking all the oxygens from the media, both the mainstream media and the and the alternative media. And to me, it's like you actually want to make a change. You actually want to make this world a better place. You have to take some serious actions against the war machine. Whether you're Christian or not, whether you're Buddhist or whether you're Muslim, doesn't matter. Whether you're Jew, doesn't matter. So, so that in a nutshell, you know, is what I want to talk about. Because uh, looking over at uh, the Atlantic, it is truly amazing. Here, I, I think it's, this place is called the North Hutchinson Island. I think this is the name of the place. Uh, here, I don't know why the, the parking is free and the beach is free. And the most important thing is that it's extremely peaceful looking. Warm weather. And uh, I was like, just across this body of water, just across this body of water, the humanity is self-destructing. And we are part of that, believe it or not. We are part of that. So, so that, you know, actually, so I want to do a little, <laughs> little rant about that. I think, uh, I think uh, Douglas McGregor has said, which I totally agree that he's, uh, Americans are really lucky because uh, we have uh, both the Pacific in the West and the Atlantic in the East to be the natural defense of our homeland security. You know, I just truly love that statement. The only people who can mess up with our homeland security is ourselves. By getting ourselves involved into those ethno-political violence conflict across this two body of great big biggest body of water. It's unbelievable. So that in a nutshell is what we'll bend about. <laughs> Any closing comment, uh, Heidi? Um so what what it's all about is <clears throat> saying that you really wish that we could have a Christmas truce and all these foreign engagements and stop fucking around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. The, uh, the United Nations could have just proposed that there should be a Christmas pause. Don't call it humanitarian. You know, because I don't want to use uh, high words. You just say this place is the holy land. All three religions have roots here. 
Let's have a pause. Right. Like, like stop it. Yeah, yeah. ceasefire. Exactly. And, and, uh, there's no, no argument. There's no. There's an up and down vote. By the way, I do like what the UN is doing in the sense that they are forcing up and down vote. Like, like remember, uh, Jimmy Dore is uh, criticizing uh, those uh, AOC, those the squad, whatever, saying they don't want to do a force. Uh, up and Force down the vote. vote. Yeah, the vote, right? right. I remember UN, that. Yeah, UN is doing that, which is good. You know, you you just let the US veto, veto, continue to veto, and all that. But to me, yeah. is that just do a Christmas pause resolution for 24 hours. You just remind everyone, whatever they, whatever religion they believe. Right, but you're you're aware that you know, like Hamas has offered the hostages back, and they want a permanent ceasefire, right? Yeah, I, I do see. I do not want to get involved with in, into this debate, right? In other words, I don't represent Hamas or Israeli government. I'm just saying. Oh no, I know. I know, but basically, I I just want to make it clear that it, it's Israel pushing this. They want oh, this oh, to yeah. continue. Oh. Yeah. I, like I always said, I consider Jews white people. Like I said, they're clever. They're cunning. I'm saying it. You have to watch out. I mean, you just watch uh, uh, Brianna Joy Gray and uh, Alan Dershowitz. You know. I'm well, you, you know. You know that Jews consider themselves superior to white people. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they, they consider themselves like a like a, the, the, the 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 more superior group of white people. You know. Yes. Yes. And Netanyahu and and other government officials have made it clear that they think America is it is its bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. why I, this guy used the very nice words. Uh, uh, like uh, again, this Danny played this uh, podcast. You know, I just I think the other day it was I think the, I forgot what day. You know, I can't capture these uh, two terms he used. I love it. He called it diaspora nationalist. I was like, yeah. you're a diaspora. You come to this country to get away from it. You have a pled allegiance to this country. You fuck off all your little hidden agenda. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I would call that the moral clarity. How, how's that, Vivek Ramaswamy? <laughs> yeah, that that is a fascinating phrase that that sums it up. Dia- yeah, di- yeah, it's a fascinating phrase, right? Diaspora national. These are fuckers that come from, you know, in some, you know, I remember this a uh, uh, white uh, traditional white privilege, Amy Wax. You know, she she uh, she uh, said uh, she again on the Tucker Carlson show, you know, very fittingly said those are Indian Americans who disagree with uh, the conservative side of it, they should go back to their shithole country. Now, I'm yeah. not asking anyone to go back to their shithole or garden country or whatever. I'm just saying if you decide to become a citizen of the United States, make sure your diaspora nationalistic ego is checked within the walls of your house. Never step out of it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and, and like like uh, everybody keeps pointing out, this is not in the interest of the national security of America. We're exactly. actually, it's actually hurting us. Exactly, it's making us less safe. Yeah, yeah we, we all know that the, the Lord has said, you know, it's like a mass shooter writing a uh, uh, manifesto before the mass shooting. Why Bin Laden mm-hmm. did the 9/11 just because we fucking. Has been bullying the uh, help the Israelis to bully the Arab nations. Simple as that. Yeah, yep. they want nothing more than war with Iran. 
in fact, the guy, I don't know if you're aware of this, the, the guy that's in charge of the um, Cyber Threat Intelligence League, the CT, uh, CTI League, he is uh, stated many times on the record that that is like his life's goal is to get America to engage Iran uh, in war. Exactly. And he's, he's running our, uh, uh, a major uh, uh, department in our government. Uh, so this yeah. is some scary shit. Yeah. It, it truly is. I mean, they truly want to have a war with Iran. I mean, I do not care whether Iran is strong or weak or medium. It does not matter to me. I just ask that question is that why the fuck we keep on having these wars? And it makes a lot of sense is that in 1914, though, though in those days, people actually had a, a common sense. They, they, actually, I, I heard that the, the Christmas truce is actually initiated by the soldiers in the trenches, not by the commanding officers, uh -huh. not from the headquarters, not from the... I union, love it. You know? Actually, as a matter of fact, upon knowing these soldiers stop fighting for the day, they all, they are ordered back to their trenches, get ready to fight. You know, wow. I do not know enough about it, but at least that has been a a story I was told. You know, by that the is awesome. people. Yeah, like I love that. Who yeah. made me feel about more inspired about the Christians' belief? But I was like, yeah, that's 1914. But since then, never happened. War continues happen. By the Christian nations, yeah. So well, that's kind of what that's that's like what Vlad. Uh, that's his point is that if we're godless, uh, you know, and we lose our values along the way, we can't uh, bond together and do stuff like that. You know, yeah. like refuse to fight a war, no, an I unjust like, war. Yeah, I, I like what Russian defense ministers say. This is a non-military uh, statement. It's a rhetoric. He said that the Westerners is willing to lie. They're willing to lie to their creator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They are willing to lie is, to their creator. <laughs> that is exactly correct. And then we ask for, ask for forgiveness on Sunday and everything's all better. Because that is the soul, that's the basis of the religion. Yep. Is redemption. Yep. Yep. So, so. I'm sorry, John, not convinced. And I think the Christian nations had a great role in promoting this Israel-Hamas war. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, I actually thought about that probably explains why you actually backed up uh, the debate. It's okay. You know, you don't want to be embarrassed. Well, that's, that, he, that's quite all right. He does. He made a point, though, uh, at some point, something about evangelicals. He doesn't identify with them. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the reason why is that I'm not trying to pick it up on John at all. I'm just saying we should have a, a discussion on those. So we are all clear minded. You know, I won't love the Vivek's, uh, Ramaswamy's word, moral clarity. You know, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, that, and that's not, that's something nobody in our government has right now. No. Not one, not one person in power has that. No. I, uh, I am, when I was uh, reading the news that uh, the Israeli actually did that, I said, first of all, I understand if Netanyahu wants to expand the war because uh, he is like Donald Trump, like Joe Biden. He has a criminal case above his head. You mm -hmm. know, that's just a fact, right? But I am shocked that uh, 
fact that no U.S. people will say, hey, we know what you're trying to do, but you know, if you expand this thing into a regional war, you have to tell us, the United States, how much you e expect us, the U.S., to be involved. Well, no. like I said, he sees us as his bitch. So, and, and Biden has basically said he's his bitch. Yeah. You know, he's basically said, do you go ahead and do whatever you need to do. We're, we're behind you a hundred percent. Yeah. So, so, so earlier I have, I have criticized the Norman Finkelstein, right? You know, again, I'm trying to be fair here is that I don't care that much about Israelis. I mean, sorry, Jewish people stand up against the Israeli government. I'm looking at the Christians. Right now, I'm looking at the Christians. Are they standing, stay, uh, standing up? Or are they going to chicken out? Yeah. I believe that if a Christians start to marching on the street of London, on the street of Washington, D.C., on the street of New York City, that's when the Israeli government will say, wow, we probably need to be careful. I, I agree, and actually, it would be the uh, good timing, too, after those two women were murdered, right? Those two Christian women just recently? Yeah, yeah I do not. Yeah, I, I know the Pope has to say, please stop fighting and all that. But I was yeah. like, where is the damn Christians? They forgot to march now after the Vietnam War. I, I, yeah. I was say the, the, the Vietnam War is because of. The white Americans are flying back home in dead body bags. That's why the the protest started. Otherwise, no protest. Yeah, these days Christians are too pacifist or they're too bloodthirsty. It's like yeah. one or, I, one or the I, other. I think, yeah, behind the closed door, the Christians is making their calculation. Like, well, we rather see Muslims' population to be reduced. Islam is back. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in fact, the. Uh, both the Polish, former Polish Prime Minister and the current Prime Minister of uh, Italy has said Islam cannot be, is not compatible with the, with the, uh, with, with the European nations. I actually like what they said for the reasons that they are at least honest. They, they share their true views. What they said is exactly what they, what they said in the public is exactly what they said behind the closed door. You know, well, it, are they saying? I mean, because they're taking it at extremist values. I mean, like the They did not say extremist. They just say Islam. yeah. But the, and that's what I'm saying is I don't see how uh, Islam, moderate Islam, is incompatible. In, in what way? Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. I don't know either. It, it was a. It was a. You know, to me, no, I. Initially, I thought the Christmas truce happened in the Second World War. Apparently not. I would say, wow, that's even proven more meaningful to me, to, to this room. Is that I was like, last time we come to census is actually over 100 years ago. Since then, the gloves are off. Yeah. Yeah, war is business now. It yeah. really is. Yep. It's just another industry. Yep. So, uh... I uh, see John has some comments. Okay, uh, uh, John, you know what? I prefer you call up. I, I'm the the sun is very strong. It's on the beach. I cannot read that well. I I can read them. 
okay. unless John, if John, if you want to yeah. call in, do, but I can read them. Okay. Uh, he said, had to refresh to hear you. I hear you now. True believers are Christian. The others are pretenders. Uh, you brought it up. I have a lot of issues with big evangelical in America. Uh, I can answer the question for myself only. I am not pro-Israel government. I am for a certain thing that I see when discussing Israel than when talking Palestine. Happy to discuss. Um, uh, I don't. White has to do with snow, with the snow. Um, Amanda says crystal knocked. Uh, that was probably trying to guess those two words. Um, you're obsessed with whiteness. Amanda says a Christmas truce. Uh, John says, yes, before we were all called white, the Irish, the Italians, the Germans, the Russians, the British uh, were all different uh, ethnic groups. It's actually reductionist to call them all white. Uh, but if you're African or Asian, it's convenient. And then I answered him. I said, a lot of us are too mixed to be ethnic. And then uh, I would, oh, I was saying your red book, Mao's red book. You should com also compare that to uh, Thomas Paine's Common Sense. Oh, yes. Well, I, have, I did an episode on Thomas Paine. He will be locked up a hand today. You know, oh, yeah. that is, you know, he, that is why, uh, you know, he, uh, he, this is again the so called Christian, I mean, I don't think she's, uh, Nikki Haley said, uh, the government should ban anonymous publishing <laughs> on social yeah. media. I know, <laughs> I, I know. That, she wants yeah. to register everyone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And Thomas Paine must register before he can publish that. I would say, this is why, you know, <laughs> this is why I said, uh, you know, these uh, uh, Nikki Haley, Reverend Grumps, I mean, they could be diaspora nationalists. <laughs> what yes. kind of idea you bring this from? You know, where did you bring this kind of idea from? Have you read this shit before? <laughs> you know, and by the way, well, like I said, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to mention quick, that's one of the, the um, new order agendas that they want to eliminate privacy of individuals. Uh -huh. They basically, it's more censorship and control. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, uh, because, uh, you know, a lot of people say this guy, Lindsey Graham, is kind of a dumb fuck, right? And now mm -hmm. with his uh, Tim Scott also looks uh, pretty dumb, right? Uh, you know, because these both have, uh, these two guys, one black, one white, has uh, run for president. And, uh, and they're both from South Carolina. Ah, yeah. <laughs> also from South Carolina, I was like, maybe that you know, because I know a lot of Northerners you know, laugh at the the, the the Southerners in this country. I was like, maybe there's some truth that the South Carolina is truly a dumb state. <laughs> they come up well, with these proposals. It, it's also very politically relevant because it was the first state to secede yeah, in the Civil no. War. Oh, yeah. I understand why they succeed because that's all the money. Charleston, like I said, to everyone, if you get a chance to visit Charleston, it's a, it's just beautiful. I mean, not just the churches, there's so many churches, just, just a beautiful, beautiful city. Because, uh, the Union Army never bombed Charleston. They bombed okay. the hell of Atlanta. Uh, but they never bombed, uh, Charleston. And, uh, that is why. And they succeed because uh, all the slavery money is in Charleston, literally. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the same. It's weird, too, because uh, that's kind of the same. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
the economic reason for the American Revolution was we didn't want to be paying taxes to the King of England because we weren't being represented. And it's the same thing with the cotton industry. Uh, that's what started the Civil War. Yes. Economic. This guy I talked to, he's named Eric. He belongs to the Sons of the Confederate Soldiers. He showed me his materials. That uh, why he said the Civil War is actually because the Northerners want to tax, do more, uh, uh, tax the uh, the goods out of uh, uh, the South and know that. You know, yep. I know they have their own ma it, magazines. You know, and yeah. Again, and it, not, there's there's a lot of reasons for every war, but really it, it does usually boil down to economics. Empower yep. control. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so that in a nutshell, actually, I want to talk about. This is the Christmas we did not get that gift. It's called the Christmas truce <laughs> because it's a it's a completely forgotten, I guess, in the in the teaching. Yeah, it would be a gift to all mankind, right? It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, if a war is a, a walk, uh, sorry, if a war is a work, probably, you know, there should be weekends and holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and there the, should be, there should be a halt to the murdering of children. Absolutely. Yeah. Just for the, you know, you, when you have, you are giving your children all the presents and all that. <laughs> yeah. They, their their they, children are being buried under Piles of mountains of cement. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, horrifying. Yeah, it is horrifying. It is horrifying. So I, you know, I was like, uh, I thought something was going to come up, but I did not know it actually will continue to escalate. You know, and uh, yeah, yep, because it's business. Yeah, violence just going to bring me more violence. That is all. Yeah. And uh, so you know. So I'm not uh, one of those uh, people who show up for vigils, someone gets shot. I was like, yeah, all violence has a reason. And, uh, and uh, if the U.S. can feel uh, 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 good about uh, uh, inflicting so much death overseas, uh, I actually can care less about what's happening, you know, uh, how many people die here. Uh, yeah, uh, we just you know, don't care. Exactly. Yep. You know, I understand fentanyl killed a lot of people. Yeah, because it's for money. A war kills a lot of people because it's for money. We should all feel okay about it. You know, so don't be selectively orange for something. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, the main thing I want to say is that uh, you know, John, not to put you on the spot. There's a lot of convincing need to be done by the Christians to the non-Christians. <laughs> so it's a tall task. I'm not asking you to do that, but. I want to, you know, put you. Yes, at least John, you have to organize all the Christians of America against the war right now. Exactly. On your shoulders. Go on the street. <laughs> put that big red cross. You know, just say ceasefire now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is not self-defense. Yep. That's you know. Once again, you know, I don't think uh, it's the black people who ended the slavery. It's actually the Christians almost radical Christians saying yep, this is the abolitionist. Nonsense. Yeah, yep. they, they are badass people. They use their money. They, are, they put their lives on the line saying we need to end this shit. And, uh, and uh, even though I have always said civil war is not started for, to, uh, to uh, 
uh, to end slavery. It's, it started to stop these southern states uh, to, to succeed. Uh, but at least they abol uh, some abolitionists, they did you know serious actions. They, they did so many things that will endanger them, their own life, property, and personal freedom. And, yeah, uh, people felt really strongly about it. Yeah. yeah yep. And uh, now we, I, I look forward to see uh, not a Jewish voice for peace. I want to see a Christian's voice for peace. I yeah, hope but the loud, the loudest Christians in America, unfortunately, are the evangelicals, and they don't want it to stop because it's going to bring their their uh, savior back. Yep. There's no Christians for for. They believe in the prophecy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, of course, we should not have any Chinese voice for peace because Chinese they're evil. You know, we're <laughs> <laughs> but Christians, they're good people. They they love peace. It's just when it comes to the Palestinians, their voice is uh, not to be found. <laughs> so, but maybe John will be able to change that. So, that in a nutshell is what I'm doing. Again, for all the white liberals, uh, actually, I should say white left, because the Josh, I'm very impressed. Joshua actually know. Why left is a derogatory term in China. <laughs> I'm right. very impressed with Joshua. So I am going to compare Mao's little red book with the American white left and, uh, and, uh, and to showcase the, the, the difference. The reason why I would do that is this. A lot of stuff happened with uh, Bin Laden and also with Hamas. I think they are learning from Mao. Okay, we all know the word Al Qaeda, right? Uh, what's the meaning of Al Qaeda? The base. The base. The base. You know, yeah, it's a Mao's idea. Remember the Long March, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Long March, Mao basically said, "The it's uh, for the revolutionary. They need to find a remote, poor area to build their base." Because that's where the you uh, the powerful and uh, the, the powerful enemies they are not willing to come, and this is where the locals uh, will likely to provide you with support, and uh, this is where your uh, communist education will will take roots. <laughs> so that's the base. Yeah. Now, who who built the base afterwards? Well, Bin Laden, who is a billionaire, <laughs> and he decided to go to the poorest area between Pakistan and Afghanistan to build his base. So a lot of Mao's teaching is being used even today. And I found out to be hilarious. And uh, the tunnels, uh, Mao also have uh, the tunnel warfare. Mao also have a teaching about the tunnel warfare. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, because actually that's being used uh, uh, in Vietnam uh, war also. Uh, and uh, so well, now Hamas is uh, doing it. So uh, I think it's probably worthwhile to uh, because it, Ma- it, go ahead. How is Mao on censorship? Because I think the the white left would have to stop censoring everybody first. They're too busy doing that. <laughs> Mao is a complicated figure, right? Like uh, he, uh, like I said, after the late fifties. He's completely, you know, in my opinion, went insane. Uh, and most people will say so, too. And uh, he said, uh, let the 100 flowers bloom. 
let uh, 1,000 scholars uh, uh, voice, voice their opinion. I, I forgot the exact translation, but, uh, but then when people voice opinions against his idea, he put, he put uh, them in jail. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, so, no, I, like I said, a lot of stuff Mao did after the late 50s are completely rubbish. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, however, however, he's even still remembered today that without him, China will be totally divided. <laughs> China will be like Africa today, if not for Mao. Yeah, because of the warlords, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, I mean each province will, will have a one hundred warlords. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and Russians feel the same way about Stalin. Okay, okay. The old yep. Russians, yeah. Yep, yep. The warlords. The thing is this: the warlords will get connected with the European colonizers, and you you'll have an endless war, ethnic conflict. You know, just like uh, what's happened in in Africa. So I understand that many white people will hate Mao. For good or bad reason, uh, you know. But of course, you know. I, I think this Chinese YouTuber has said the favorite picture the Westerners want to see in Asia is Af in Africa is those primitive primitive image of a, a man with a plow behind a water buffalo in a very quiet rice paddy. <laughs> that is what the Westerners want to see. That just the poverty to the extreme. The backwardness, yeah. because yeah. the West, Westerners that give them a sense of a self-esteem. <laughs> they feel that they are more superior than these yeah. Orientals, <laughs> these are Black Africans, <laughs> and uh, when these uh, people become richer, driving fancy cars, living in fancy houses, then the Westerner got all upset. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's exactly what the whole um, what is it the SDG. The sustain, sustainable development goals. Uh -huh. That's what it's doing is trying to prevent development in, in Africa, Russia, China, you know, like, yep. uh, the United States of America, uh, can't handle competition. Exactly. It doesn't want anybody. To, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there is a famous saying to go keep up with the Jones, right? Is this, you yeah. know, when you cannot keep up with Jones, Kill the Jones, <laughs> yeah. especially if the Jones are black or Asian yeah. or Hispanic or some cut, other. Race. Cut off their water and electricity and gas. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, make them put bomb them back to the Stone Age. Then we can send our tourists. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that actually is what the whole, you know, scheme of things. But uh, it's, like I always said, it's the the awakening. You want to call it woke? It's up to you. I will call this awakening. Thanks to the internet, you know, mm -hmm. everybody, you know, knows what happens. You oh, the... can't say that though. Lysol says you can't use woke. You <laughs> okay. don't get to use woke because you're not black. Okay. <laughs> Lysol is a. Uh... It's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, there, there there are other people who tell me not to work, use other words and all that, but uh, but I still feel that uh. A whole lot more need to be done if uh, we want this planet not to be self-destructive. Because I truly believe that humanity can self-destruct. I think it's worse than, first of all, during the Cold War between the Soviet Union and Russia, both sides truly believe nuclear uh, 
uh, uh, Holocaust is entirely possible. Yeah. Right now, today, there's a whole lot more nations who possess nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. and there are a whole lot more regions who have become hotbed of these ethno-political conflict. And I would ask all the Christians, all the Americans, you know, what the fuck you're going to do anything, if anything, to prevent that from happening? You know? And uh, unfortunately, this Christmas, I did not see that. And, uh, and uh, you know, I... Uh, I will try to figure out some some something, and uh, but I, I don't know yet. So boy, the mother nature is really unpredictable. It's supposed to be cloudy day today, but it turns out to be super nice. So, anything else you want to comment? Because I'm okay with the closing the room. Because I'll, I'll do one this evening. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you very much for being here. John, good to see you. Zach, good to see you. Amanda, good to see you. Uh, hang in there just a few more days for 2023. And uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Bye now.